today's podcast is about something some of us shy away from and others of us charge towards. It's all about conflict. What to do when a conflict comes up? How do you decide if it's a battle worth picking? How do you start the conversation? How do you make sure it doesn't end up in a disaster? Today, I have my friend Ashley Bello on the podcast because she is incredible at dealing with conflict, like the best at it. She's straightforward and direct and stands up for what's right, but is also the coolest and sweetest girl ever. I want to understand more about how she thinks about conflict and manages to address tricky situations head on, but still comes out of it not being labeled a word that starts with a B. If you are someone that tends to avoid conflict, lean in here because we're about to change all that. We're talking about how freeing and awesome it is to approach conflict in the healthiest way possible and how to stand up for yourself or people you love or just stand up for what's right. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. This is honestly going to be one of the best ever. I have one of my favorite people, Ashley Bello, with me today, and we are talking all about conflict. Now, I'm going to start with the only two things I know about conflict, and then Ashley is going to blow your mind with everything she knows about (laughs) conflict, because I'm telling you, she's better than anyone I know at handling conflict and preserving relationships, protecting her headspace, all of it. So here are the two strategies I have when it comes to conflict. First, decide if it's really worth it or if it's something you just need to let go of. And next, decide clearly and rationally what you would like to get out of it. Before you approach a conflict, decide what's the best possible result at the end of it, then work backwards. Okay, that's yeah, all that's I got. That's so perfect. You do, because you, <laughs> right? you have, I think I taught you that, didn't I? <laughs> probably did. You probably did. So those are my strategies. Ashley, welcome first. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is fun. This is going to be so fun. What do you think? How do you decide if a battle is worth picking? Oh, that's the toughest part. You have to look at the big picture. I think that's the number one thing. Taking a breath and looking at the big picture. And do you want to address this? Is this something that's really that important? Or is it something that you can just tolerate? And mm-hmm. and decide like to keep that relationship and not have to address it. Mm-hmm. That's a tough part. It's a tough one. And you were telling me about sometimes if someone insults you, sometimes how you just kind of like take an insult and decide not to react. How do you navigate that? It's interesting because if somebody's digging you, it's kind of like it's a little bit of their jealousy quirk. And that's a you problem. It's not a me problem. So if they're sitting there and telling you, oh, wow, you can't come. You're always so busy. That's kind of a dig to you. And instead of being like, God, what does that mean? Why do you have to be so crazy? What does that mean? I'm so busy. I don't have time for you, blah, blah, blah. Being in control of your emotions and being like, actually, yeah, I am really busy. I know it's crazy. And then to put a smile on your face and not give them, not take the bait. It's it's so true. Yeah. Because the flip of that is 
you go, you go, you, you it, it sparks you. Of course it was rude. Totally. And then you spiral, right? Yeah. And now you're in a bad headspace, your relationships where your relationship has friction. Whereas you just ended it. Yeah. You took it, you took it with a smile. You knew nothing good was going to come out of it yeah. and you controlled your emotions. Yes. hundred percent. And that's where you can decide which way you want to go. Do I want to make, have beef with this person? Do I want to make that happen? Cause you could take it that way. You could say, yeah, what do you mean by that? Because that's another good one. Asking the question, what do you mean by that? I am busy. What do you mean by that? Wait, mm-hmm. oh. And then they're, they're like, oh, they're taken back and they don't know how to how to address it. Mm-hmm. So you can easily flip the conflict. And then now it's on them to decide, oh, did I really mean to dig them? Did I really mean to like be a bitch mm-hmm. to them? Or actually, I just met you're busy. I miss you. I really want to hang out with you. That's yeah. And then you can solve the problem right then and there. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Just changes the whole tone of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how do you start a conversation? So if there's friction and you decide that it's a battle worth picking, mm-hmm. how do you how do you start? I think kind of like what I just said, that whole question is such a powerful question. What do you mean by that? Because you don't you can't read people's minds. You don't want to say, "Wow, were they really trying to just be an asshole to me or do they really are they really hurt by this or there is there something I've done to upset them?" So what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. just that little, those loaded words. And then you can say, if they are, then that gives them the opportunity to be like, well, you did this, this, this to me. And then you can say, okay, then we're going to address it. Let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. just be open, being direct because nobody can read your mind. If you're fluffy and put too much emphasis on the wrong things, it's going to be taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's tough because then you, your point gets lost. Yes. And this is where I make the mistake is I over talk and my point gets diluted. I know because I just want to express that I have good intentions and I try to make it clear, but I know I do it. Mm -hmm. So how do you avoid over talking? It's just thinking before you speak. It's the thing we teach our kids. Think before you speak. Sometimes you over, like you said, you over talk, you overdo it, but knowing your points, almost like putting bullet points in your brain, like real quick, what do I need to talk about with this person? This is how I'm going to say it. And just direct bullet points. Otherwise, you're, like I said, too much fluff around it. Mm-hmm. People lose interest. They don't want to hear what you have to say. And then it gets lost. And then you just sat there and talking until you're blue in the face for no reason. Mm-hmm. So if you decide, if you have to have a conflict, if you decide it's worth it, yeah. I want to be more like you in the way that you are bold and confident and direct, like when you're coaching your soccer teams. Okay. So can you give like a story or an example? Because I think that's how you and I started talking about this in general, yeah. is you would tell me how you handled a conflict. And I was like, you nailed it. You mastered it. But how were you so not afraid of the conflict, mm. confident, but you didn't walk out of it where everyone looking like, God, well, she's right. an asshole. Right. They walk out like she just owned that situation. Yeah. I think it's owning your truth and being confident in that so that you are speaking you're confident like you you just know what you're standing up for and you're that justice and feeling justified in the way that you feel you're going to be okay and you can talk till you need to like say anything you need to say to this person that you're having this conflict with you can easily just feel what you own what you feel and it's not an operating beyond your capacity, like knowing that like, this is my battle I'm going to pick and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get my point across. Mm-hmm. So sh- say, sh- tell me a soccer story. Okay. Like, a soccer you story. You coach soccer. Oh God. Okay. I actually have 
two soccer stories, but I think I'm going to tell you the better one because it wasn't one of my proudest moments, <laughs> but the way I handled it, I was proud of. Coaching my daughter's soccer team, I was on the opposite side of the field. We're losing by one point. It's a championship game. And my girls have been taking it from this one player on the opposite team. She was just like a bully, pushing, elbowing, but she was really good. So they played her the entire game. So she was mean to my girls, pushing them down. No yellow card, no nothing. The very end of the game, with like two minutes left, one of my little girls on the team elbows her back finally and she falls down to the ground and she gets all dramatic about it and I look oh and I nobody can hear me nobody's around me and I just said wow karma's a bitch but apparently her mother could hear me and she was on the opposite side of the field and so the whistle blows game's over I walk over to go to my team to go you know give the cheer and the mom comes up hey you Mia's mom what does that mean karma's a bitch and I just put my hands up and I said I owned my truth. I was like, your daughter had been giving it to my players the entire game. And all of a sudden one girl pushes back and she didn't want to have, she want to hear it. She fell to the ground and was dramatic about it. Got herself a yellow card. And so she was like, came running after me, grabbed my arm. And that's all I had to say. I got my point across. I told her why the entire team knew that I was justified in that and right. what I said. And then this woman had to got thrown off the field. So she did. I didn't mean that the kid was a bitch. I just meant karma sucks. Like you yeah. shouldn't be pushing. Don't be a dirty player. Right. And no one's going to play dirty back to you. Right. But I think in that situation, people would be kind of like startled or like, and to be like, I'm sorry when that's not what you meant. Like, yep. meant, no, totally. I meant that. Like, yes. that's, you know, that's the, tr that's the truth yeah, as that's, I see it. Because I actually said it. Right. And so I owned what I said right. and I meant, and I got my point across and it was, everybody was like, no, you're kind of right. She was, she was pushing the entire mm -hmm. game. And so I just called it how it is. And, and my mouth gets me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> and I, some comments, that's the other thing I'm trying to be better at is keeping my comments to myself because it does, those don't, sometimes those will start a conflict and you don't mean to, it just is what it is. But that's healthy conflict. Yeah. And you walk away feeling good. Like, you know, that's that's the truth of the situation. And I handled it the right way. And I love that your kids see that you're not that you don't let people bulldoze you. Right. That's yeah. And I didn't cause a huge fight over it. I didn't start, you know, talking shit on the team or talking of smack on the mom for coming after me. I just said what I needed to say and walked away. And that was it. And right. that's the hard part. I think a lot of this conflict resolution is saying what you have to say and walking away and being okay with that person, not understanding what you mean. Cause not everybody's going to see it your way, mm -hmm. but you got to be okay with your truth and be all right with it and own it and be able to walk away and be able to walk and away. not keep trying yeah. to fix it or make it understand. Yeah, exactly. You're not always going to get there. And that's sometimes what you do, right? You talk yes. in circles because you're like trying to justify and be yes. like, Oh, well maybe this or maybe that. And sometimes it's not, you have to just be like, that's done. Period. End of story. Dropping it. Yeah. And it takes a little while, right, to put out of your head sometimes, but it's so much more healthy to just like own it. I did what I did. I said what I said, what I, I came here to say, and period. Done. Drop the mic. And Drop walk. the mic. And it's hard to do. And it takes a lot of practice to do that. Not that you want a lot of conflict in your life, right. but it takes practice. Like taking a beat, like you said, and just how do I want to handle this? Mm -hmm. But I think that there can be so much clarity with conflict rather than holding on to something. Right. There's so much, you know, freedom mental freedom yeah. to know that you express yourself. And like you say, stay true to your truth and got it out. And then you move on. Yeah. 
you know, exactly. rather than letting something fester it and festers continue. and it eats at you, right? And it causes stress, which causes cortisol, which makes you feel bad, which makes everything. And you're just like, it's a vicious cycle. So just sometimes handling it is better than, than not. Mm-hmm. All right. We had hundreds of questions come in from social media. So I condensed it down into what I think are kind of like the best, most helpful questions. So here are questions straight from social media, starting first with family and conflict. This one says, my fiance's sister is mad at him for no reason. He tried three times to talk to her and she keeps avoiding him. What does he do? They used to be super close and she won't say what's wrong. That's interesting. And family is really tough to, to handle and to do conflicts with because you love them dearly. You don't want this drama, especially like she was saying, if her, um, they used to be super close and he's tried three times. I say, just keep trying. You don't know what she's going through outside of the relationship she has with him. Um, and yeah, you just kind of have to keep trying. And then when it, when she does pick up the phone and when she does want to talk to him, you just say, Hey, what's going on? I want to be here for you. And then maybe she, that gives her the opportunity to say, well, you actually really pissed me off last time we were at this family function or whatever it was. And then you can talk about it, but it's just not getting so emotional about it. And just who cares if you've called three times and she hasn't called you back, keep trying Mm -hmm. because maybe something's going on or maybe you pissed her off and then you can give her the opportunity to handle it. And one thing you've taught me is sometimes it's just time. Mm -hmm. Not everything has to be solved in that moment. Totally. Sometimes with time, things get better and things change on their own. Well, and people gain perspective too. They kind of are like, oh God, I was really mad last week when this happened. But then now that it's settled for a week, I'm like, it's really not a big deal. The big scheme of things. Like Mm -hmm. I actually really want to talk to my sister. I really want to like know what's going on in her life. So sometimes just remembering like what's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Sometimes that's happened to me or I'm upset about something. And then all of a sudden my kid will have a fever and I'm at urgent care. Uh And in that moment, I'm like, what was I thinking? None of that mattered. And then I call that person. Exactly. You know, sometimes you just need that space for clarity. Exactly. And it's okay to have that. And a lot of that too, especially with family stuff is texts. You don't have to respond right away. If somebody texts you or like this person's calling, I tried calling them three times. Well, send them a text. Maybe they'll respond right away. Maybe they won't, but you don't have to be so responsive so quick. Take a breath, look at the bigger picture and give it some time. Mm -hmm. How should you approach family conflicts differently? Like conflicts with family, how should you approach that differently than other people? Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Because you have to be around these people way more. And sometimes you don't choose to always be around these people, but you are, you know, holidays and whatnot. Um, I think it's just, again, being direct, but using, harnessing some kindness when you're dealing with family conflicts. Like sometimes, like if you're really upset with a friend, you can really kind of let loose on them if you really need to. But with family, you don't want to say things that you can't take back. So I think that's being just really gentle and treading lightly. What do you do in family situations when the other person won't take responsibility? Mm, That is a really, really, really hard one. Um, That happens a lot because not everybody's, like I said before, is going to see it your way. And it's, oh, I'm, I'm such a like seething, like feeling for justice and getting my point across and making it known. And they're never going to see it your way because some people don't take responsibility and some people don't think that they do anything wrong. Everybody thinks their themselves are perfect, right? 
but they're not going to take responsibility. You know your truth and what really happened, and that's all you can do. It's not your responsibility to make people see it through your eyes. Mm-hmm. They're going to take see things one way. You're going to see things the other way. And that cliche, agree to disagree, is a cliche for a reason because sometimes you have to. Have you always been okay kind of walking away from a situation, being okay knowing you're on different pages, or has it taken you time to get here? No, it's taken me a long time to get here because I fester for a long time. When somebody doesn't own up to their shit, I'm like, why can't they just do it? Why can't they just like understand or see this point of view? Have they not learned their lesson? All of those things. And especially with family, it's hard, but you have to just, again, take the time, look at the bigger picture and realize they're never going to see it my way. They're never going to take accountability mm-hmm. and just be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Accepting it is a lot. And having self-compassion too. Understanding that like you didn't do anything wrong. You're okay. You're believing yeah. and you know what you did and you know what they did and that's that. Mm-hmm. So just being okay and like allowing yourself to feel bad for a moment and then releasing it and letting it go. Yeah. It's amazing how hard it can be for some people sometimes to say, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Right. I've gotten so much better, even with my kids. Good for you. That's like a it, hard thing to do. Yeah, because it just takes it, and then it's over. Yep. That's Isn't that such a great feeling? Then it's yes. over versus letting it go for so long mm-hmm. or wondering what, you know, when are they going to be okay with me? When are we going to do this? No, but owning up to your responsibility and saying, I'm sorry, I kind of fucked up, or I didn't mean it that way, or I didn't anything right. like that. It's so easy to say the words, but it's hard to have those feelings, to put those yeah. feelings out. But I think once you get used to kind of being like, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to be, you know, I had all this going like, and not even excuse out of something, Uh but for me, or if I'm short with my kids or something, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to react that way. Right. And then it's over. Yeah. You know, it just takes the fire. Being okay. That like, I was really upset, allowing yourself to be upset, but then taking that responsibility. Sorry, I snapped at you guys, but I was really upset and that's okay. It's all right to be that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like, I need to work on apologizing more, being, being <laughs> nicer in that sense, because it is a very fine line of being direct and handling these conflicts and saying these things without being a bitch. There's a very, very, very fine line. That's what I'm trying to understand is mm-hmm. you are always on the, well, maybe from people my... just think I'm a bitch. I no, know. no, they do not. I'm telling you, you're always, you're so good at not shying away from conflict but you're never seen, you're never like you're you're never portrayed as a bitch ever. I think that it's just having that confidence, knowing that like I can handle anything that you're gonna throw at me. It really some people can't handle it. So some people actually get a little bit afraid of me. Not that they think I'm a bitch, but they're actually like, oh, I don't want to have conflict with this person. And I think that that's that's not a bad quality to have. I think it's a good thing to have because it's not like you have power over people, but you also like aren't going to be pushed around. Mm -hmm. So having that little bit of like self-confidence and that owning your shit, it's going to make you feel that much more empowered if you do have a conflict, if somebody brings something to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kids and conflict, helping your kids handle conflicts with friends. Mm -hmm. How much do you step in? How much do you let them sort it out on their own. You know, this is something I think that you're actually really good at because I, my kids are just now getting to that age. My daughter's in third grade, my son's in first. So they're just now like, not everybody wants to play with everybody. So we haven't had a ton of conflict yet with the kids. Um, but kind of just teaching them how to have that confidence. Like we were just talking about being like, it's okay that your friend wants to play with somebody else. It's okay 
you know, you have other friends. Keeping your outlets open, not putting all your eggs in one basket is kind of what I would tell my daughter. Mm -hmm. Just to like know that it's going to be all right. You're going to have these conflicts with friends. And I know self-compassion. I know it hurts. It's okay to be hurt. Take a breath. Go play with someone else. Mm -hmm. That's kind of just where I'd go to. But Mm -hmm. I mean, your girls are older, so I'm sure you've had a lot of this Mm -hmm. with them. And just letting them feel the feelings. I think as parents, our instinct is to try to fix it. Let me fix the conflict. Let me tell you the answer. But what I've learned and what I've done the wrong way and kind of learned on the other side of it is like saying, how did that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Or if my kids like say something like, you know, I wish I didn't even have a sister or something like that. I say, instead of being like, we don't say that in this house. I say, something must have really happened Mm -hmm. to make you feel hurt. How are you, you know, how are you feeling? I don't even address the outburst because I know that the out the, the feelings underneath are That's what's important. That's so smart. That's really good tool to have because it is but how you feel. Like I'm I was brought up such tough love. Like you like were. you said, we don't talk like that in this house. I'm like, oh yes, ma'am, shut your mouth. That's how I grew up. So I find myself sounding like that to my kids, but that's a, such a better tool. Because you're right, the outburst is what it is, but what are those feelings? How can you mm-hmm. help those? better with the conflict, right? It's going to help you handle that much faster than just shutting it down and saying, we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel upset. Maybe I shouldn't do that next time. Yeah, you're right. Okay, period, done. It's gone versus shutting it down. It's going to happen again. Right. And yeah. there's a lesson they've learned mm-hmm. rather than learning, I can't say I don't want a sister. They've learned this. Is, this I don't want to ha- make my sister feel bad. So I'm not right. going to talk like that. Right. Yes. hundred percent. That's real smart. Question, my 12-year-old daughter being bullied at school, conflict with the parent parents' bullies is so hard. I feel like if your kids were in the situation, you would oh, you yeah. would be so good at this. So I think a lot of people are in this situation to where bullying at school has gotten to a point to where the parents are involved. Mm-hmm. So how do you proceed? That's a really tough one because this is where like the gloves come off, I feel, because it's the kids. Like mama bears come out. But this is where you can use those tools about being direct and just say, your child is not upsetting because that makes you sound like a little, you know, fluffy, foo-foo girl, but your child is bullying my kid. How are we going to fix this? Mm -hmm. And then they'll immediately go on the defense and they're going to say, you know, whatever they're going to say. Oh, no, they're not. Your kid did this. Okay. Well, my kid did this. And then you open up the line of communication a little bit and the opportunity to, to squash it. And if anything, you're going to make this person, this parent aware that their kid is being a bully. Maybe they don't even know. So now you're going to make them aware of it and hoping that it stops. And I think your strategy of thinking about it ahead Mm -hmm. of time, being very direct and being very intentional. Intentional. That's such a good word because that's the truth. Because you want to get emotional, especially in a situation like this when it comes to your kids. You get so emotional and you don't want to do that. You have to just be direct with it and be like, hey. Almost like put your business face on. You know what I mean? Like your poker face too. You can just be like, put the emotions out of it and say, hey, we need to fix this. Your kid is being a bully to my kid and that's not acceptable. How can we fix that? I wanted to come to you first before going to the school or going to the teacher or going anything like that. Let's handle this. Mm-hmm. Because then you're rational. Yep. You're not insulting. Yeah. And you because all conversation stops when you're at a level 10. You're heated. You got to like work through those emotions before you come to the conversation. Yep. Because otherwise you come in, you're so fired up, you're attacking their kid. Nothing yeah. productive and happens. Nothing productive happens when you're emotional. Nothing. It's too hard. Again, get your point across. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to turn out well. Mm-hmm. 
And then everything's like you said, diluted when you like are over emotional talking too much. It's just gets diluted. And everyone's like, geez, you're so irrational. Why are you being like crazy? People will call you crazy when in fact you're not, you're just trying to get to the bottom line. Why did you do that to me? Or why is this happening? Or how come you said those things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Conflict at work. When the conflict is with a patient or a customer who is screaming at you and you can't reason. Ooh. Work is hard with, with coworkers and with clients. With bosses. Really mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one because you can't, you don't want to lose your job over anything crazy, but you also don't want to get pushed around. You don't want to be so passive that you just get plowed over all the time. So that's not good either. Um, if you can't reason with them, I that's one of the situations where I would just sit back and be quiet. I would let that person the irrational one go at it and let them be crazy and do all the like emotional. I would literally try my hardest to keep my mouth shut because they're not, that person is not going to see it your way. You can't talk sense to nonsensical people. And that right there is like gold, a perfect, perfect Mm -hmm. example to be quiet. And a lot of times those people will crash and burn on their own. Exactly. Like we got so many questions about people. My coworkers are lazy and incompetent. Uh And how do I, how do I, how do I deal with this conflict? Yeah. That's a hard one too, lazy. And I mean, because everybody thinks that they work the hardest, right? And maybe that person is actually working to their best of their ability. Not everybody is going to be as competent and as, you know, smart as you and work as hard as you because everybody's brought up differently. We all have different work ethics. So that's not something you're going to fix in that person either. Mm-hmm. And if that's an employee of yours, like if you're the boss and you have to handle that conflict with them, that's a tough one because you it's there's nothing good that's going to come of it. Mm-hmm. Talking about adult relationships and conflict, how can I avoid an explosion when the conflict is an attack on something or someone I love? Yeah, kind of like that kid situation um, about mama bear. When it's somebody you love, you want to protect them, but it's you want to protect them in a good way. You don't want to have their back by being emotional, right? Because then it's like, oh, then it makes things matter so much worse. So addressing that conflict is like just taking a breath and you kind of just have to use that person's that you're defending, kind of wait for them to decide how they're going to handle it because you can step in and make the matter worse. And it might actually be harder to come back from that conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm having a battle with my husband. He wants another baby. We already have two and I don't. Oh, that is one that you can control. You're the one who pops the baby out. So you, whatever you want, you win. That's what I would tell yeah. that person. And that's the thing. You, It's hard to, when you want something so life-changing like that, another kid. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. But if you don't, you don't, you are in control and owning that control and saying, putting your, your pencil down and saying, nope, not happening. It's not open for discussion. Mm -hmm. When you know that's your truth, you just got to own it. You got to own it. And if you want. I'm going to do like a fire round of questions because like I said, we had so many questions come in and I want to try to get through a bunch of these. So I'm just going to fire a bunch at you and you tell me. Let's do it. After addressing an issue twice with no change, I usually ghost that friend. What are your thoughts on this? It's probably smart to ghost them because you're not going to, that person's not going to see it your way. And if you keep trying, you know, to solve the problem with the same equation, it's not going to work. You have to try a different tactic. So maybe being quiet and letting that person come to you is a good way to handle that one. 
how do you react when someone is responding to you or, or having passive aggressive behavior? Ooh, that's like my biggest pet peeve is, is when it? people are passive aggressive. Um, I'm going to go back to kind of what we talked about in the beginning. What do you mean by that? Because if someone's going to send you a dig, you just go, mm, interesting. What do you mean by that? Because then it flips it around on them and they could either choose to be like, well, da, 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 and go after you and then it's on. Or they could be like, well, I didn't really mean anything by it. I was just kind of saying that passive aggressively. Mm-hmm. And it's that that control. Yeah. Rather than when someone's passive aggressive, it's so frustrating. Oh, beyond. But control the emotion yep. and calmly put it back on exactly. them. Exactly. Ask the question. Ask the question. So good. Um, how do you handle petty conflict when you're so annoyed? Um, you kind of just almost not handling it. When you're so annoyed, you kind of just be like, ugh, I'm over this. I'm not even going to give it the energy. I don't even, it's not worth my breath or my time of day to handle it. Just letting it go. That's kind of, that's a tough one. That one took mm-hmm. me a long time to learn is just, you know what? This is not worth it. I'm just going to let it roll off my back. That one. Mm-hmm. How do you confront gently when you know the other person is an avoider? Hmm. Maybe just kind of using a little bit more of that kind, fluffy tactic versus being so direct and so um, oh, confrontational. It's kind of just sometimes you have to just go at it a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. What do you do when someone throws the same thing at you over and over and drags up things from the past? Oh. That's really tough. I really try hard to let go of the past. So I don't ever bring the past up with people because everybody makes mistakes and people, you know, aren't their, their best selves all the time. And it's, it's okay. We're all human. So I think it's okay to let the past go and not, not bring that up, not hold it against anybody. You have to just focus on the task at hand and the problem at hand and just the conflict that you're dealing with address that one. Don't bring it up what's going on in the past. After a conflict, how do you avoid holding a grudge? Mm. It just takes time. It really does. You have to know, as long as you got said what you needed to say and you're feeling confident in how you handled it, it's much easier to let go than it is if you you were so emotional and you spent too much time and energy and breath on it. It's harder to let it go. But once you just say what you needed to say, it's okay to just accept what's happened, what's come from it. How do you deal with an adult bully? Oh, well, I go to Box House, and that's <laughs> really, really, really cathartic. But it's a great point. It, yeah, physical exercise, work things out. Yep, it really does help, and it clears your mind, and then it gives it that time to like handle it. Um, with the bully, you kind of just have to be the most direct with them because it is not okay to bully anybody, and you have to shut it down the second it starts happening. Was, but it's hard if it's a boss or if it's a family member that's doing it to you. I think taking some time away from those people really, really, really helps. I was surprised to learn that you used to be a people pleaser because mm-hmm. I can't even see that. So how did you evolve from being a people pleaser to someone who can really address and, you know, stand up to an adult bully? Yeah, that was – I totally used to be a people pleaser. I don't know if it was just – in my line of business, being a makeup artist and always wanting to be there for everybody. Um, but accepting blame to keep the peace was something I did all of the time. No problem. Okay, sure. Okay. Oh, no big deal. Whatever. And just knowing that I used to do that 
the second I do it now, I'm all, uh-uh, that is not how I want to be come across. That's not the person I want to be. Um, and then again, it's just like operating beyond my capacity. I would take on everybody's shit. I would put like, just pile it on, pile it on, pile it on because I'm a doer and everybody knows that. So they would give me all of their stuff to take on. And I stopped doing that. Just creating boundaries helps so much. And that has helped me with the conflict with everything, just putting boundaries in the sand and being like, no, I'm actually not going to go do that with you today. I'm going to take my time to myself and because that's actually what's going to bring me the most joy. Mm-hmm. So thank you for inviting me. I'm not going to go. So just putting boundaries and knowing like when you're surrounded by toxic people, it's just, we're going to just take a break. And protecting your happiness and your headspace. Yeah. And not just saying yes because you don't want to upset someone, but realizing if I go, I know it's going to be a toxic situation yep. because they always are, you know, specific group of people or whoever it is. Yep. And then I know how it's going to make me feel. Afterwards too, mm-hmm. right? When you're when you're away from those people, you come back home and then you're just with yourself. So you got to take care of number one first. And if you know that being in that group or in that surrounding is going to make you feel so anxious and so negative and so toxic, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just It's okay to say no. And I think that's, a huge powerful thing in all of these conflicts is just it's okay to say no you don't have to be that yes person and that people pleaser mm-hmm. okay my last question and my biggest question okay. what have you learned about conflict and conflict resolution and addressing sticky situations and all of that what have you learned that you know now that you would tell your say 20 year old self oh all of it i wish i could have been as strong minded when I was 20 years old. I wish that I could have been told these things. Like, that's why I hope this is so great that you do this podcast. I hope it gets to people and they realize like the next time they have a conflict, they're going to remember some of these tools because not being a people pleaser is so important. Just being direct, not being emotional. I would say that's my biggest thing that I've learned is not being Mm -hmm. emotional because so many conflicts with friends or family and all of these things could have been squashed so much sooner if I had not been emotional. If you took a minute, got yep. through the emotions before the conversation happened. Exactly. Or just taking a breath. When it happens, not have, being so reactive. Mm-hmm. I'm a very reactive person. And it's I've learned over the last 10 years to just take a break, take a breather, and just know, okay, how, how am I going to handle this? Because if I handle it option A, emotionally, it's not going to be good. The conflict's going to last all week. The vacation's going to be shot or whatever. That's not the, that's not what I want. Look at the bigger picture. How am I going to handle this to where I'm not going to be stomped on, but I'm also going to be direct and they're going to respect me in the long run for it. And you taught me not to handle conflict via text. Oh, the worst. You this is like one yeah. of, if, if you take away nothing from this podcast, take away this. <laughs> so true. Right? Text or email. You cannot take those words back. And once you've read those words from somebody, it just is ingrained in your head. And you can't take them back. And so you, I always pick up the phone, always pick up the phone and call. And if they don't answer, that's fine. That's on them. But at least you're trying to address the conflict either over the phone or in person. Text, email, it's never good. Because you can't hear tone. Oh yeah. The tone, it gets misconstrued. It can be read you know, incorrectly. Yeah. It's not good. That is, oh. If- and it can, it's almost sometimes too direct, right? When somebody, yes. if they just start texting you, a sentence instead of saying hi first, that changes the the tone of the entire text or the entire email. 
just that tip alone, if I would have learned that when I was 20, because you know, if someone sends you an aggressive text, you send an aggressive text back, it's on. Totally. It's no longer rational. It's no longer compassionate. There's no empathy. It's just on. Yep. You're both fired up. You didn't take a beat. You, you there's yeah. no, you know, there's no tone. There's yep. no dimension to it. And then it goes with screenshotting the text and you send it to another friend. Now that friend's in, in the beef with you. And it's just, it's not good. You mm-hmm. just always got to pick up the phone. Yep. That's, that's if I could tell my 20 self, 20 year old self that, oh my God, it would have changed the whole trajectory of like friendships and some family, a lot of stuff. You can just save yourself so much heartache. heartache yeah. You only have so much bandwidth in a day. Yeah. And the minute you give in to the emotions and the fire of it. Yeah. So I think that's my biggest thing to all of your listeners is just having that self-confidence and building yourself up to just address the problem, being direct. Being direct, I think, is the best thing that you can do is just mm-hmm. say, hey, why, why are you upset with me? What do you mean by that? How can I help, How can I fix this? Like, just asking those questions, it'll help a lot. You nailed it. There we go. You do it. Good okay. luck, everybody. Yep, good <laughs> luck, Godspeed. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We'll have to do a of follow-up yes. at some point. I learned so much from you, and I love you so much. Oh, I love you, too. This is so fun. I'm so proud of you. This is Yay. Yay. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, Go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.